Welcome to the Bernadette Jackson podcast, where we are redefining how the world views women with daddy issues by discussing topics, sharing stories, and gaining insight, all from the perspective of a fatherless daughter. I'm your host, Bernadette, creator of Her Way. Today, I wanted to talk about the relationship between perfection and self-worth. For most of my life, up until several years ago, I connected how perfectly I showed up in the world to how much self-worth I had. That means that if I failed at anything, if I wasn't my best, if I was criticized if I didn't complete a task the way I absolutely wanted to. The barometer for my self-worth would go down. And it wasn't until I started to take a deep dive into how my self-worth was connected to my father's story and the story I had been telling myself about why he was absent, that I begun to really do something that I think is really brave. And it is deciding that I didn't need to be perfect in order to have value. I didn't need to be perfect in order to view myself as worthy of love, of compassion, of connection. And in doing that, it really has changed my perspective on what I view as my most authentic self. Because Prior to doing this brave thing, I was showing up in the way that I thought I needed to in order to be accepted, in order to be looked at as valuable and as worthy to the world. And a lot of times it was not really what I wanted to do. It wasn't really who I wanted to be. It was just my representative. And I've been very diligent in the last few years of making sure that when I decide to to show up in spaces, when I meet people, when I come in contact with old friends, when I speak to my daughter, when I enter relationships, that I'm bringing the fullness of who I really am with me. I'm not going to shrink, but I'm also not going to over-exaggerate who I think I need to be. I'm just going to stand in the fullness of who I am. And I realize that in doing that, It has helped me to really see that what I feared all along really wasn't 
true. It wasn't something that I really needed to fear. And the fear was, it was that because my father wasn't around and because he chose not to be in my life, I had always internalized that to mean that something was wrong with me, that I was not lovable, that I was not worthy of love, that if my own father didn't think enough of me to really want to be in relationship with me and want to be there, then it had to have been me. And so when I started on this healing journey and I, I realized that that wasn't true, it, it released me. It released me to really start to, to be who I was and not who I thought that I needed to be in order to receive the love that I wanted to from people in order to have the true connections that I wanted to have with people. And the funny thing is, is that showing up as anyone other than who I actually am is not giving people the opportunity to get to know the real me and therefore to have the connection with me. They're having a connection with who I'm portraying, the character that I'm playing that day. And if it's not really me, then I'm in this relationship feeling the pressure of having to maintain this facade and I'm not really building the connections that I said I wanted to build. And so just in doing this hard work that I've been doing over the course of the last several years, it's really taught me a lot. But I've also really been interested in finding out what other people have to say about perfectionism and authenticity, because in the work that I do, I teach my clients how important it is to take the cape off. In my emails to <laughs> my subscribers, I say this all the time. Like, you cannot be superwoman all the time. You have to take the cape off and you have to just show up as who you are. You can't fix everything and everyone around you. You cannot control every situation that you enter into. And so just releasing that and understanding that it's okay for you to come in the fullness of who you are, for you to be authentically you, and for you to set boundaries around what you can and cannot do is perfectly okay. And the people who are in your life who love you, who want to be in connection with you, who make you feel like you belong, those people are absolutely okay with who you are today, right now in this moment. So I just wanted to read something that I just discovered in a book by Brene Brown called The Gifts of Imperfection. And this is a quote by Anna Quindlin, and it reads, the thing that is really hard, the really amazing, is giving up on being perfect 
and beginning the work of becoming yourself. And I really resonated with this quote because that's exactly the journey that I've been on for several years now, the work of becoming myself. And it's hard work. (laughs) It's very introspective work. It's very intentional and deliberate work, but it's rewarding work because as you go down this journey and you start to peel back layer after layer of the facade that you've put up because you felt that this was something that you needed to erect, whether it was for self-protection because you didn't want to feel that you always had to defend while you're, why your father wasn't there, which I sometimes felt that I needed to do, whether it was because you felt shame around your father not being there or the circumstances around your birth, which is something that I've struggled with, or if it was because you felt that because of that environment that you grew up in or because of the trauma that you endured of your father not being there, that you were somehow unworthy of the desires of your heart. And I have struggled with that as well. So the next passage that I'm going to read is one that I really wanted to share with you because I know that fatherless daughters struggle a lot with feeling shame around why our father wasn't there, um, whether it had anything to do with us. And let me stop you if you're going to go off on a tangent on that thinking and just let you know that it doesn't. It has absolutely nothing to do with you. But the relationship between perfection and shame is one that I didn't think about until I started reading this book, but as soon as I gained some information from it, I realized that the two could not be more related. So this podcast episode is just going to be a little bit of a a dive into how perfectionism and shame are related and maybe one or two things that we can start to do to be intentional about being our most authentic self, which in essence is practicing imperfection. Where imperfectionism exists, shame is always lurking. In fact, shame is the birthplace of perfectionism. Perfectionism is not the same thing as striving to be your best. Perfectionism is not about healthy achievement and growth. Perfectionism is the belief that if we live perfect, look perfect, and act perfect, we can minimize or avoid the pain of blame, judgment, and shame. It's a shield. Perfectionism is a 20-ton shield that we lug around thinking it will protect us when, in fact, it's the thing that's really preventing us from taking flight. Perfectionism is not self-improvement. 
Perfectionism is, at its core, about trying to earn approval and acceptance. Most perfectionists were raised being praised for achievements and performances, for having manners, for being rule followers, people-pleasing, and performances and sports. Somewhere along the way, we adapt this dangerous and debilitating belief system. I am what I accomplish and how well I accomplish it. Perfect perform, please. Healthy striving is self-focused, meaning how can I improve? And perfectionism is other-focused, asking what will they think? Research shows that perfectionism hampers success. In fact, it's often the path of depression, anxiety, addiction, and self-paralysis. Self-paralysis refers to all of the opportunities we miss because we are too afraid to put anything out in the world that could be imperfect. It's also all of our dreams that we don't follow because of our deep fear of failing, making mistakes, and disappointing others. It's terrifying to risk when we're a perfectionist because your self-worth is on the line. Perfectionism is a self-destructive and, addic and addictive belief system that fuels this primary thought. If I look perfect, live perfect, work perfect, and do everything perfectly, I can avoid or minimize the painful feelings of shame, judgment, and blame. Perfectionism is self-destructive simply because there is no such thing as perfect. Perfection is an unattainable goal. Additionally, perfectionism is more about perception. We want to be perceived as perfect. Again, this is unattainable. There is no way to control perception, regardless of how much time and energy we spend trying. Perfectionism is addictive because when we invariably do experience shame, judgment, and blame, we often believe it's because we weren't perfect enough. So rather than questioning the faulty logic of perfectionism, we become even more entrenched in our quest to live, look, and do everything just right. Feeling shamed, judged, and blamed and the fear of these feelings are realities of the human experience. Perfectionism actually increases the odds that we'll experience these painful emotions and often leads to self-blame. It's my fault. I'm feeling this way because I'm not good enough. Exploring our fears and changing our self-talk are two critical steps to overcoming perfectionism. So I really wanted to share that little passage with you that I thought was really, really helpful for me because 
it really does let you see that there is a big connection between the stories that we tell ourselves about why certain things happen, why we've experienced the trauma that we've experienced, and then the actions that we take to compensate for all of the feelings that we've had as a result of the stories that we tell ourselves. And so I want to challenge us, because I'm speaking to myself in this moment as well, to first think about the stories that you've been telling yourself about why your father isn't there. Really examine that story because a lot of times the story that we have in our head may not be the truth of what has actually happened. It is likely a version of the story that we have been telling ourselves that has all of the feelings of the situation as well as misconceptions that we may have, misinformation that we may have been given, and it has informed the decisions that we've made, the practices that we have, the way we show up, and the the self um the self um mechanisms or this the coping mechanisms rather that we put in place so that we can self protect and i want us to really think about how has that story affected the way we've shown up has it made us feel better has it pushed us to be perfect has it made us compare ourselves to other people in terms of what they have or what they experience. I challenge you to really think about that story and start to do some of the work of, number one, really reframing that story so that it's the truth of what happened and not just the story we've been telling ourselves. And two, for us to really get, really get serious about practicing authenticity and practicing authenticity in a way that means that we don't have to be perfect all the time. I hope that you found this episode helpful and I hope that it has helped you to really reframe your thinking around why you may need to be perfect, why you feel the need to fix everything, why you feel the need to constantly do all the things for all of the people and to sit down with yourself and really unpack some of the feelings that you have and decide how you can not only show up for yourself the way you show up for other people, but also how you can be more authentic in your connections with people. Because 
I promise you that in doing that, you will absolutely be able to see that all along your fear of not being enough or feeling like you needed to do more than just be who you are was not a fear that you needed to have. Because right now, in this moment, just as you are, you are enough and you have value and you're worthy of the amazing relationships that you desire. And if no one has told you today, you deserve amazing relationships. And I've promised myself that I would make sure that I ended each episode by letting you know that you deserve amazing relationships because (laughs) it's the truth. So if you have learned anything from this episode, if you want to shoot me an email, if you want to connect, or if there's something that you want to learn, let me know at BernadetteJackson.com forward slash help. You can put your questions, your comments, your desires into that form, and I will make sure that I get back to you. I'll see you in the next one.